2: Special guest this week, Spencer Segura. What's happening, boys?
1: Hey, Spencer's in
3: town. Uh, his, his, uh, his mom uh, still lives in town here, so he's here uh, to see her. And, and uh, I, I met uh, Spencer for our lunch at the Beverly Hills Tennis Club. Now, hmm. that is a name from the past. That's wow. where I first came. Hmm. I met Spencer. We were 15 years old to work with his dad. So it's kind of uh, some, uh, some good, old, good old memories from there.
4: Yeah, it's, it's great to be here. Good to see you, Brad. I can. I remember before you were born, even. (laughs) That's how long I've known you. Uh, But, um, you know, it's great to come back to the great weather of Southern California. I'm living in Darien, Connecticut, which is a beautiful place, but it's uh, the East Coast. Yeah, exactly. uh, So I miss the the weather. And so whenever I get out here, uh, I just love it. And so today I was at the Beverly Hills Tennis Club where, you know, Jimmy and I kind of grew up from the age of I was there from the age of about 12. He got there when he was about 15. Great memories, great tennis, probably uh, the mecca of Southern California tennis, including, of course, the L.A. Club, which had the tournaments. But we have the... The players, yeah, <laughs> basically. Well, but there, there,
3: when it, when his dad was uh, w- was there, I mean, you know, for me to come there it was uh, it was an eye opener. Uh, you know, brother, I came from a little town in Illinois, and all of a sudden to be at the Beverly Hills Tennis Club, and and, and I'd I'd hit it with Spencer, and we'd sit around and have uh, have a coke, and all of a sudden, Pancho Gonzalez, and Charlie Pasarell, and and Rod Laver, and and uh, Ken Rosewall, and Stan Smith, and you know, what all would, would all pass through, and 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 when play there so the tennis that not only you could play but also could uh, could watch was was pretty spectacular but yeah. but yes. uh but but back in those days you know spencer and i you know we we grew up we played together <laughs> uh, uh we went out on the circuit together and and uh I think after three or four years on the uh, on the circuit, after after we, we turned pro, after I turned pro, yeah, yeah. Uh, Spencer deserted me and went to law school. Oh God! <laughs> you know, I said, "You know, I, <laughs> I, went I said, pr- you're giving up tennis for that backup plan." That was Go like back- going
4: to Crowbar College. Well, <laughs> that was brutal, but uh, yeah, but it was a great time there. And uh, how has
2: it changed? Well, the, cl- the club
4: after. Well, my dad was the pro until like seventy. But we're we're aging ourselves, but. Uh, after 70, when he left, he went to La Costa, which was a very uh, uh, beautiful tennis mecca also, which he built it into. Uh, started out with four courts and ended up being about 28 courts. We had two grass, two clay. Big tournament. Jimmy, I think, won it once. Uh, every, everybody played the tournament. And um, But what happened was sort of a migration away from the Beverly Hills Club of the great players because the tennis just kind of evaporated uh, through the 80s and then... Just recently, it's had a huge resurgence through Joe Sugarman, who's a famous ENT doctor and tennis enthusiast who, um, you know, kind of like loves tennis and encouraged, uh, got Jimmy to come back, got a lot of the top players to come just to be there and reminisce. And then all of a sudden it's. It's where Osaka practices. It's where when Djokovic sent down for the Palm Desert, all the players were there. Tommy Haas Tommy is House, yeah. living in L.A. He plays there, mm-hmm. teaches his daughter. there. So all of a sudden, it's got all these players. And and now there is a waiting list of over 30 people, 30 families. It's sold out. Hmm. It's not a cheap club. I think it's like 25000 to join and 15 or so in dues. So five courts. A steam bath and a dining room, basically a swimming pool.
3: Right. Yeah. But but yeah, uh, yeah. you know, let, let's be fair though. Yeah. When your when your dad was there, yeah. your, your dad was the draw.
4: Yeah, my dad uh-huh. was loved it. Loved to uh, loved people. He had all the movie stars. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. you
2: guys had a lot of tennis yeah. names, but yeah. that's like only half of them. No, right? so you
4: had all the movie stars there, and you had give all me the, some names. Well, I'll give you one little story. There was this um, very pretty girl working in. This is how I recall it. You know, when they tell stories, you sometimes they change as everybody tells them <laughs> embellish uh, yeah uh, candy spelling uh, the the wife of Aaron spelling evidently was working in jacks which is a very high-end women's store where only beautiful ladies were allowed to work and my dad invited her over and um, he was thinking of, that she should meet Kirk Kakorian and she ended up meeting Aaron Spelling <laughs> at the club i think there's stories like that another there were so many of these gorgeous Girls, my dad liked women. I think, uh, I guess that's yes, good. Think? <laughs> and so we had all these starlets too that wanted to meet, um you know, the man of their dreams. All the big agents were members. The producers, uh, mm. Richard Zanuck was a member. The Gersh family was a, the, their big agents. Uh, you had every act. We so what were the actors? Kurt Douglas, Dean Martin, Frank Gil- Sinatra, Gilbert Roland, Gilbert Roland, yeah. the old film star. Uh, you had all the silent films from Arthur, from Groucho Marx. She's, mm-hmm. um, go back, Richard uh, Windmark, Frederick March, all the old movies. Charlie Chaplin, they were oh, all yeah, members. of Chaplin. Uh, or
1: so Bob many, Buster more, I'm you leaving out ever? a
4: lot, I don't know. I'm leaving out a lot of members and directors and writers. So it was a unique club. Bob Town? Robert Town yeah, took Robert lessons Town. from my dad. You had all the, Jimmy Kahn took case uh, to come there when he was on his way up, was starting out. Uh, so we had all those guys around, and they liked tennis. They're watching us, we're like 15, 16, they wanted to play or hang out, so we got some of that benefit, we get to go, they invite us places, and, and it was a happening, it was, it was a real unique era, which I think was 60s and early 70s, the, the end of the glamorous part of uh, in my opinion, the real glamour of Hollywood, where um, you know people came from all over the world to try and make it in Hollywood. Uh, multi-talented from stage actors to mm-hmm. remember the Michael Crawford. Remember him? Yeah, so yeah. Michael Crawford was, uh, the phantom, you know, of the opera. Oh, yeah, he was a great yeah. sing, song and dance, uh, trained guy from England. He could really do everything. He came out to do hello, Dolly. And, uh, I played tennis with him and we held a tournament in his name at Jack Hanson's. And, uh, you had everybody there from Warren Beatty, Steve McQueen. They'll watch all the matches. And Michael then went on to become a huge star, uh, through, um, multiple, yeah. you know,
2: that's cool though, that, uh, Osaka's playing there and a lot of the players now kind of like bridges that, yeah. you know, that yeah. just come full circle. I mean, you, that-
4: you had an average day, Jim will tell you, he would be, You had Ash and Passereau from UCLA. This is when we were really young. You had Smith. My dad taught Smith from his age of 12. So you had Smith all, uh, once a week. Those guys were there when we were 15. Six. And then you had Gonzalez just come see my dad and play, play there every day. If he was in town, he was there every day. So then, then you had, then we, when we went to UCLA, you had the whole, most of the UCLA team, we'd bring them, you'd bring over, like Jeff Austin, or on the Christ family, we're all good, great players. Uh, so you had so much depth that every court had a good game on it. Yeah, but Southern Southern California, you said it was the mecca of tennis. Yeah, it really was. And
3: and, uh, we had uh, UCLA, USC, were were you know the powerhouses of tennis back then. And and uh, you go to the LA Tennis Club, and we we could we could play for two weeks. Uh, every day, twice a day, and never play the same player twice. Practice yeah, with right, them twice. Right. And, and, and yeah. you know, what an education for you know, for us, young, and, and, you know, our dreams were to, to, try, to be, try to be as good as we could be and, and go out on this tour and, and be the best in the world. That's what mm-hmm. our dreams were. So, yeah. you know, to have that, uh, that kind of competition and, you know, that, uh, that at our fingertips just daily, yeah. you know, all you, you had to do is make a call. and You, you had go to game.
4: UCLA, he's, and I'm not, he's not going to get mad at me, but he started out as three on the team. Yeah. Ramir, uh, what's this? Harun Rahim from Pakistan and Jeff Broviak was one. Broviak had won the NCAs. We had 12 man team. We had that many. We had 12 good players. You know, the number 12 wouldn't give Jimmy a good match, but it, would give, it wouldn't be a bad match. Yeah. You know, it was that. And Balance. he was just coming up. So you had this great competition. Just on, he didn't even have to leave UCLA.
3: Right. Now
4: yeah. you leave UCLA and you've got Ash, everybody, Gonzalez at the Beverly Hills Club. So that was like the extra edge that he mm-hmm. had going for him that, uh, you know, not everybody... Got, he got to play the best players in the world from, I'd say, 17 on. I mean, right. Literally. And, that's, yeah.
2: and back then... it's. And they were
4: all right here. We didn't have, to, you didn't have to go anywhere. There, this, there. What time you want to meet me?
2: Yeah. <laughs>
4: and it wouldn't even make that. You show up, Gonzalez <laughs> said, I'll around. see you around around 3. You know, you're playing the number one, one of the greatest players in the world, just says, maybe I'll play you, come over. And you're yeah. waiting. You're waiting, It didn't yeah. matter
3: how long. You sit there and wait for him. And, yeah. 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 But, but Pancho, uh, Pancho Gonzalez was a one-of-a-kind. I mean, yeah. he'd come in. I remember first meeting yeah. him and, yeah. and uh, seeing him play. And for, for two or three weeks, he'd just walk right by me. Yeah. You know, and and uh, and, and, and then all, all of a sudden, you know, he comes in and he says, uh, uh, I'm hitting with you in five minutes.
2: How old was he then?
3: Forties. Forties. Yeah.
2: And you're like eight, 17, 18? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: Oh no! Early, 15, Earlier, 16,
4: fifteen, 16. sixteen, yeah, yeah, and, and he's and, a big
2: dude. He's not. He's kind of intimidating.
4: 16. He was Very intimidating. intimidating. Doesn't say yeah. hello. He doesn't say hello to he doesn't say He had a sort of chip on his shoulder. Yeah, and uh, which is that's an interesting story. But it's a, <laughs> it was a good chip. I yeah, mean, feel was, like he it,
2: doesn't get enough love in tennis. He, well, yeah, kinda, yeah you know? he
4: felt, and if you look back on it, the guy was, uh, you know, came from the, he was from a pr- middle class Mexican family from downtown LA, and he felt that he was discriminated against, which he probably was. And so he had the big chip on his shoulder. My dad, whereas my dad didn't have any of that. But my dad's idea was, you're in America, you got a shot. Yeah. Gonzalez was what they're trying to trying to screw me, <laughs> you know. That, and that translated through his whole life. But uh, it made for such an exciting guy on the court because other than, I mean, I watched today's guy. Well, I don't want to say that about today, but uh, uh, these he, he drew in the audience tremendously, mm-hmm. as did my father, just Jimbo, and Nasty. And, you know, there's a handful of guys that really through the entertainment part of tennis. And uh, it's sad most of them were back then. Maybe it's the rule changes. But yeah. I don't, you know, so uh, but this guy was dynamic. Everybody, you sell out every crowd, you know. Yeah.
3: But it's good to see the resurgence of the Beverly Hills Club, yeah. you know, with yeah. all that. And, and uh, I hope they, those who come, understand what it was back then and, and uh, you know, try to keep that, uh, yeah. that reputation alive. Be good.
2: Seems like they will. I think... Uh one of the cool things that you're saying about having that many people at your fingertips back then was people played so many different styles, you know, like with yeah. the technology and everything now. Like right. it almost makes it so you have to play a certain way, you know, at least 80 percent of your game or something, you know. Yeah. Um, but back then you had serving volleyers, you guys yeah. stayed back, chip and chargers, you know, like so you were able to have so many practice partners that helped sharpen you against right. each tactic. Yeah, that's, that's so Jimbo, point, was, you know,
4: Jimbo was not a cement type player when he came out. No, he was more. Uh, he had he didn't miss a ball, super quick. Never missed a ball. He had to, you know. Wear but he didn't play aggressive at first.
2: Yeah, how how would you say he changed the most from when you first saw him play to well, like what uh, he became?
4: Well, he ret- I think his return was always very good, but once he started step, he would take the ball on the rise much more and then come into the net behind his shots. Followed Not in. first shot, but he'd come in. You hit two balls, and he's on top of you. Where he first came, he didn't have that. He was growing still, but he didn't (coughs) apply that to the extent that he would use to dominate the game. And that's how his game, you know, when you're saying everybody has a different style. So the guys like Stan Smith or Arthur Ashe that were out here, serve and volley guys. And depending on their serve, they lived or died And the surface. So you go play Wimbledon or US Open, the ball didn't bounce then. They've changed the whole game by making the ball come up. So a guy like Smith... He could dominate uh, in those and get very do well at those tournaments. He goes to the French Open. He's a first round loser. Stan, I'm sorry if you're here listening to this. I don't know if you lost the first round, but his he probably could be a first round loser. Arthur Ashe, great player. He would play, play Davis Cup against Ecuador, lose to Pancho Guzman on clay. These these guys could not play on clay. You you were more of a you had more of a clay court game than them. So today. Uh, that game is out of fashion. So all... And that's, that's maybe why Southern California, no, not a lot of clay courts. All the big serve and volley game gone out of the game because they changed the game to slow it down to make it more like a clay game to favor European-style playing. And they've done that, and that's kind of what you're seeing today. The game is basically clay on all surfaces.
2: Homogenized.
4: Yeah, and so I think it's been damaging because everybody playing the same. It's boring. It's like watching ping pong.
2: Yeah. So for the record, Stan Smith, two first round losses at the French Open. So I, I just terrific. guessed
4: that. Just but
2: also two grand slams. So oh yeah, not oh, so bad. on grass. <laughs> it's okay.
4: Yeah. So then Jimbo comes along and he's got this return. And Stan Smith's not super fast, but he's, he's fast. He's not, he's not fast like nasty pretty- or he's not lightning fast, okay? He's not like... Uh, Monfey or Federer. Well, he's he, a pretty
2: tall guy, though. Great. So, yeah, so. he's
4: too tall. Yeah. But so now you get a guy, this guy's returning your serve as hard as you're serving it almost. So now guys are having, so by stepping in with his return that he had that no one had, he was able to dominate the game. So, and so a, just to, yeah. just and a, I think
2: also, right, because so much of the game was serve volley yeah. and one hand backhands that you would catch a lot of people probably on their way in, you know, you'd step in, take that time yeah. and you'd catch them in that no man's land on their right. way into right. the net. Not
4: so easy to do though.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah,
4: but I think that was probably
2: big because so many guys came to net yeah, and, you right know, and you had to play defensive. It's, and yeah,
4: but nobody else could do it. Yeah. But, but better just to just yeah.
3: to uh, go one step further. Uh, your your grandma, my yeah. mom, yeah. and two mom gave me my game, uh, yeah, it, and, and and when I came out here, I I had a game. Yeah, very When when, when I came out here, yeah. your dad refined it.
4: Right, That's uh, uh, it, yeah, and, and, and more aggressive. making more aggressive. Made me
3: more aggressive and and more aware. Of uh, because my mom, the reason my mom and I've said this yeah. over and over and over, that gave me to your dad, and by the way, was the only one she would have given me to. Yeah. What was for that reason because she she knew that she had taken me as far as she could, um, and I and I needed a male influence, right? You know, to to go out and play against the best players, and and when he refined my game, and then and then I started growing. And, and, and started growing into that game. And, 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 but, but from my standpoint, I was never afraid to take what either my mom or Pancho gave me and, and take it right to the court. Right. You know, I, I put trust Put it into practice. I put yeah, it in you, the matches. In the right, matches. Right right away. Yeah. I said, they, you know, they, they weren't, they weren't going to bullshit me. I mean, they were going to do something that was good for me. I, I trusted them that yeah, you much. You got lucky
4: in the sense that your mom – really understood the game and yeah. my you got two yeah. unbelievable teachers and you listened and you were a good competitor but and I why mean, waste time com- doing yeah, yeah. When you you, you right. right d- it in practice but you could he could have got but what if he'd gotten a bad coach yeah. what if he'd gotten one of these manufactured coaches that is out there right and now just bounce around and does it. never played never knew how to play maybe knows how to teach your stroke but doesn't know how to play the match so he got that was a very you know, that can make a big difference in a career from a, a guy like, who can make you a champion much sooner and who knows you might get injured and never yeah. made it <laughs> yeah I always yeah, find yeah. that
2: interesting that yeah some of the coaches you know yeah. you're like you see them and they're in the box and they're coming on the court and yeah I mean I get that they know what they're talking about but you're right like some of them you're like well like why would I listen to you I mean you have <laughs> how, how do you even know that's like, a good you know, point that's you've just point. heard other people who have been in that situation talk about it or tell you what they think because you've never been in it right so it's uh you know, having someone who's been there and yeah. knows it is. Well like I see such it's interesting now, thing.
4: Jim Bow was a guy says to me, he says, uh, you know, he says, You guys you're sixty eight, Connor's sixty eight. What do you guys know about tennis? Now I said, Well, I don't know. Well, <laughs> what do you think we, I, I said I say I tell you what, I was around my dad, I've been around Jimmy, I played myself, I, I, I got better as I got older. And I've lear- and I'm now taught a kid and I say I can tell you now that um to understand the game you have to play those matches to be at his level so anybody who's done what he's done there's no there's no normal coach that could coach you so guys that are saying oh i'm going to go to these like kids today if, if some kid could come to jimmy and have him coach or he could go to the usta or or a french federation and have any of their coach it's not even close i mean it's like how could anybody think that yeah. but, but yet yeah, people do, yeah. and that's you know I think, <laughs> I,
3: I, I think a lot you know a lot of the people like you say, they yeah. think the game's passed us by yeah. you, you know yeah. and, and uh, you know but but if it was you know like a lot of the older guys who were sitting in the stands when right. I was playing, right. they, they hung on their every word, right uh, you know whether it was uh Budge or yeah. you know a lot of the guys who Tony Traper and guys that were around the game,
4: yeah. yeah. They're hell of a good players, pre,
3: but yeah. pre me, yeah, uh, you know they, You know they would hang on their words. That, you know, well, what about Connors? You know, and they'd make a comment about Connors. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, you know, well, you know they they'd hang on that. And now they think you know if we would say something, they say, well, you don't know. The game's passed yeah. you by. Yeah, well, know? I,
4: you know what the thing is, uh, you got to be a complete tennis player. I mean, I, th- I think it's a big advantage. So, what is a complete tennis player? A guy who can hit through the ball, slice, can ball- serve and volley, play the full court. So if he's in short, he can angle you off. He doesn't have to stand two feet back and only hit the ball five feet over the net. He, can have, he has to have that shot too today, to a degree. But you, don't, you can't uh, take that away that if you have an all-around game. So you see a lot of these kids today have one way of hitting the ball all the time mm-hmm. and just do that. And then somebody like Federer can mix it up. He can slice. He can angle you off. Nadal, got a great slice approach. He Murray. Can, he can volley Murray.
2: Um, pass now.
4: Tsitsipas, pass He's great yeah. at net for his yeah. age. He's, He's an attacker. He's an attacker. He's
2: always trying to get forward.
4: Yeah, I, I would say I think one of his issues is his ball sets up a little on his forehand and on his back. He's got great game. But, I mean, I think he needs, with his height, his power, he needs to keep that ball down a little lower instead of yeah. whatever, uh, on his approaches at least.
2: Yeah. I think he uh, could, has yeah. the talent to be one, though, someday once, you know, the big yeah. three kind of retire.
1: Well, yeah. I th- yeah. I think
2: it's interesting, though, with the coaching stuff that, like you say, Everybody has like a, you know, a good game when they get yeah. to the pros, everybody can hit these shots and these coaches can tell them the fundamentals right. and give them everything in the books and all the stuff and mm-hmm. teach them strategy. But then it always comes down to, it seems, this, you know, cause everyone's so close. It's so yeah. razor thin, like with golf to also, you know, the difference between pro and, you know, not pro is like a stro- you know, a 10th yeah. of a stroke or something, maybe one year. Mm. And so it ends up coming down to like intangibles, right? Well, and I, mean, I agree with yeah. you. And how do you teach intangibles? You don't. You, you don't. know, well, so you that's don't. why I think dad and your, and yeah. my dad and yeah. your dad, yeah. it was so lucky because they were both like sponges to one another. You know, yeah. your dad had all the info, but yeah. was also open to probably, yeah. you know, well, his take, you know, well, Intangibles
4: are the, the champions, you know, that I've, and I've seen probably, geez, I've seen a lot of them, but the very few that I would, con- like I, I watched my dad play under huge pressure, big points, always playing his best. Jimbo would be playing mediocre. You get to thirty all; it's, he's a different player. You get to break point; it's a different player. He's always playing better on the big points. Playing better in tournament than they do in practice. Can't hit a ball in practice. Have a flu. Come out and play well. How? That's the intangibles. But I also think it helps to have a weapon. <laughs> in tennis. They're used to. I mean, he had the great return. Mm-hmm. You got to have a great. You have one big thing. It opens up the court for you. Today's game, which when people are standing two feet back. Even though they have the big, they just put the serve in play, the return. So
2: two feet back is hugging the line now.
4: I was just to say, so you put <laughs> the ball in play, and now you've give, you've taken away the big return, and it's a rally. Now it's going to be a roadrunner game, and now that's why you have the great one of the greatest players of all time. and now is an adult because he has a, he has everything, but he doesn't have a huge serve and he doesn't have a huge return. He has very good, mm-hmm. but what beats him is once they hit that ball down the middle. He's got the greatest forehand topspin maybe in history. Pulls him out, opens the court, and he wins that way in this running game. Mm-hmm. So the whole game has has really changed. From whereas you came in on Jimbo, you're lucky to hold serve when he's playing his best tennis. You, Borg is you know Borg passed you at the greatest passing shots maybe on the run ever ever seen. Never missed a ball. Never missed a return. Borg kind of played a, a lot like these guys, but they would say he's flat, probably. Right.
2: Who do you think (laughs) his game is most like? I know most people compare him to Nadal because of his fighting spirit and the fact that they never give up, but that's not his style. No, Djokovic's... I almost think Joker. Very much
4: easier. Much easier. Much complete. Djokovic returns deep he, the only way he beats Nadal is return returning, giving him no time. Off. Steps in. Steps in. Right. If, he, if yeah. he rallied with Nadal on the first return, good he net. would never good win. Good enough at net. You He's know. good enough at net, but he hurts him with the return. But, but like, the, the
3: whole yeah. thing about it seems like to me, uh, being around it, uh, yeah. the, the little that I am, but yeah. the, the word neutral
4: yeah. Is, yeah. Is,
3: is big. You know, well, I want to return and I want to start out in Get neutral. Get back to neutral. Good back to neutral. Yeah. You know, I, I was never. Yeah, that's weird. I yeah. was never looking for neutral. Well, right. I mean,
2: I, I understand the weird part is I think that, too, like uh, the new, they're always like get back to neutral, which you get when you're in a defensive position, you know, because you're just trying to essentially say get back in the point. Right. You know, If you're just right. running like a roadrunner side to side. But the, the thing I can't believe is how many times someone will play the first three or four shots of a point. Great. Get control. Open it up. Get a short ball and yeah.
4: then retreat. Okay. Or reset, you know, yeah, like that's so. A big
2: mistake, they almost have to win the point two and three times yeah. sometimes.
4: Well, and let's be honest, it is harder to win the now you 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 open the court and you and you you don't retreat. It is it seems to me that if you're just going to come in with a good approach with these balls and these courts
3: and, and these rackets and these
4: rackets, and it's the a string. much harder thing than it yeah. used to be. Yeah. So it's you have to now. use that. You get
3: past a
2: lot easier.
4: Yeah. A lot easier. The ball doesn't move like yeah. the old ball. Remember this bounces maybe twice as high every ball. If you slice through like a guy like he could, or even I hate to make it seem like ancient Rose Wall or guys like that who had the slice that just was a knife, um, on the old days that ball didn't even come up. you you were you were right. lucky to get under it to get it to the guy at net.
3: The courts were so different yeah. then. Even the grass was different number one. Yeah. The the clay was different uh, number two, the balls were different there. Yeah. And plus the indoor courts that we played on yeah. was was a very thin carpet called Supreme Court, which yeah. you know came through like a shot also. So, you know, the the lower you kept the ball right yeah, you, you know, the, the the better the better. And you, you played on wood
4: too, right? I grew yeah. up on wood, yeah. So yeah the- See, wood is like... Ice. uh, It's (laughs) beyond. The ball doesn't bounce
2: at all. I don't know. I just feel like the... I feel like it's still the fundamentals, though. Like, if you have the control of the point and the person's out wide and... and Yeah,
4: you should be able to... If you're big enough... Like,
2: I still feel like make them hit a sick pass on you.
4: Okay, so you need to have a great all-around game today. Yeah. These guys have great ground strokes. They have great games. They, some of them, a lot of them, because they never come to net anymore... Lack those shots that could separate them and make them way better. So, and
3: also following yeah. the ball on, better on approach. the approach. On yeah. the approach. Yeah, you know, an on angle how approach. Yeah. the
4: angle approach.
2: Yeah, sometimes they'll hit it right at, down the middle and then come in. And you're like, uh, you know, like it's in their pocket. You know, they can either angle backhand or forehand if they want.
3: Well, I, I, think, I think eventually uh, that, that uh, you know, I, I've said for the last number of yeah. years that the, the next uh, great, uh, great player is going to be a hybrid. Yeah, you know, and and that's just what we're talking sure. about. One who knows how to play this game,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. you
3: know, with with the the understanding and the ability of a, a of a. Segura mind yeah. or a Gonzalez right, mind, right. you know, and to be able to mix up his shots like that and, instead of, you know, which is, you know, I guess the day would be the closest would be Federer and, 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 T- and Joker, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah.
2: And, and, and then and, maybe and tips, tipsy up. Yeah. I think Sidsey as far as the yeah. younger yeah. guys is yeah, that yeah, yeah. yeah, because like, I mean, he's been good at the net for years now, you know, yeah. and he's like whatever, 23 or something, but he's yeah. been good net players since he's been 19. Whereas, you know, Watch, like, Sinner's great, but watch how long. It's going to take him a while to yeah. become, like, solid enough at net. He
4: hits the ball a little better off the ground. You know, tips
2: or him. even Zverev, Zverev yeah. when he gets to net. It's dicey sometimes, yeah. you know? So, like, watch how long it's going to take those other guys to become serviceable, quote-unquote, where, like, Tsitsipas is, like, okay, but the let's shit see. at the yeah. net.
0: That's the sound of another sale on Shopify. And the moment another business's dreams become reality. Shopify is the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. No matter what you're selling, Shopify simplifies selling online and in person so you can focus on successfully growing your business. Shopify covers every sales channel from an in-person point-of-sales system, an all-in-one e-commerce platform, and even lets you sell across social media marketplaces like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. What I love about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify is there to empower you with the confidence and control to revolutionize your business and take it to the next level. Now it's your turn to get serious about selling and try Shopify today. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com conners all lowercase. That's shopify.com conners for a $1 per month trial period.
4: So let's take the example of Nadal and Zarev. Zarev's got the perfect game. To hurt, to hurt Nadal. He's six foot, what, five, four? Yeah, like got that. the great backhand. He, he has the depth on his backhand. From four feet behind, he's hitting backhands that are just beyond belief, okay? Mm-hmm. Nadal whips that lefty hook out to his backhand. It doesn't bother him, okay? So that's the today's players, Zarev and Nadal. Is a classic example. If you leave out the three players you just mentioned, they all play like that. Except those guys are the best at. Nadal's the best at the top spin, and Zarev's got the height mm-hmm. to counter him. Just like Medev should have probably could have beat him, you know. He's got a game to beat Nadal and Cement. Otherwise everybody plays this every, everybody plays like those guys, but they're shorter versions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right?
2: mm-hmm. yeah, Zverev okay. has that nice backhand. That's why he's able to exploit Nadal, because he's normally yeah. spinning that up high to people's backhand, and Zverev's six a, six sitting there waiting for him. Plus mm-hmm. he's
4: returning huge off the backhand too. Mm-hmm. So
3: but, but, if yeah. you're that height and you can and you can take that high bounce away yeah uh, from from brafa yeah. you know and 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 catch it a little bit early, it doesn't have that spin doesn't have time to push you back right you know so
4: so the, and you prevent him from doing it and, right. you preve- and, and so you and can take stop away the, and
3: take away a split second so that's
4: what his game um, we we can't argue but his type of game could potentially have done to these guys, so when people say. All the players today are 100 million percent better. They really haven't played um, somebody who does that, what he did. Take the ball early, keep it down on him. The ball wouldn't have taken off as big, but it would have been down. So they're mm-hmm. not going to be hurting him at that time. They're not going to be – he's not going to be here every ball. Yeah. Because you're not going to let him do it to him. So that's what – Zaref could do he could improve by the way I'm, I'm not saying I love him. he's game. got a
2: lot of potential he's still. got a lot because
4: he's so big and such a good backhand and such a good he has a good serve mm. he's just no confidence yeah, second no, serve yeah, well, no,
2: no it's confidence. one of the more exciting shots yeah. in the game yeah he's got
4: no confidence <laughs> for a great player with no comp. I mean for a hell of a player with no confidence and then
2: but he's able to still make these runs and semis and finals well, with the serve going haywire if you can well, lock that down then it's yeah, like, he's going to be dangerous. dangerous yeah so okay, let's just talk about some of the results. We're in the in the middle of clay court season. We're in the thick of it. Rome is going on right now. We just came off Madrid, where Zverev right. won, beat Berrettini. Yeah, I like his game too. Seems like yeah. the altitude played a big mm, role there. Good point
3: there. Yeah. Yeah, did really you speed. play Madrid? I, I did. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and did you win it once? Uh, Check, no. check, check, please.
0: <laughs> uh,
3: uh, but but I, I liked playing there because it did go faster, uh, and, and the ball traveled through the air faster. And uh, uh, Zarev, you know, with, with uh, the way he hits the ball, and, and, and mm-hmm. Berrettini also, is big and strong and, and, mm-hmm. and hits the ball. I mean, I, I can see where, uh, where that benefits them. Mm-hmm. But, but leading up to that, from Monte Carlo to mm-hmm. Barcelona to Madrid, you know, it just hasn't been, you know, a Nadal circuit, uh, yeah. you, no. you know, it's been some uh, variety, Yeah, you know, which has been good. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I think it's good leading into the French to have some guys. So, you know, Pass won Monte Carlo, mm-hmm. um, uh, which is a 1000. Yeah. Masters 1000. Yeah. Nadal won Barcelona, which 500,
3: 500. Well, Still a big tournament Big tournament.
2: He's won that, I think, 11 times now or 12. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> um, and then last week's Varev. But also with the altitude, you're right. From a gambling perspective, I have a buddy I talked to, and he he was saying, he's like, it's going to be a big deal this week. Serving. The servers, yeah. 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 He's like, watch out for the servers more this week than any of the other weeks because, you know, Monte Carlo, it rains a lot. It gets slow. You It rains a lot in Rome. They don't have uh, roofs. They have a roof in Madrid. So, like, the clay never absorbs as much of the moisture from nature as it would in the other places. So, And then also on the women's side, Sabalenka won. Uh, you know, Sabalenka, yeah. her and Barty have kind of been the two best players on tour this year. Sabalenka mm-hmm. kind of, uh, you know. She's sir, a hard hitter. She crushes. huge. Crush right. she, yeah. she hits early. When she's she on. Yeah, she does. She yeah. takes it early. Yeah. She's decent at doubles, has a couple uh, Grand Slam, I think, yeah. doubles uh, wins. Um, but she beat Barty, who I like a lot. Barty's been pretty consistent. You know, she won Miami. Uh, she won Yara. She won um, another tournament. I can't remember what. Yeah. She's got right three now. wins
3: this year. Yeah, right? I got that's, what we got already. that's impressive. Yeah, it's impressive. Yeah. Another
2: games. final. So I like her. She's consistent. And as far as like you know variety, you know a lot of, like you say, a lot of the players today play one way, and if yeah. that doesn't go right, they just keep going at it. Yeah. And so to see yeah, but someone,
3: she's just not also successful in just one surface. No. Yeah. She's she's got that what, yeah. that all that more all around game. Yeah. That does, she hits you know, out Spencer early. was talking. She crushes
4: a second serve. She Oh, I think
2: right. if you asked her, she'd lo- like say uh, grass so, is her right. favorite. I would think so. But she had
4: power. Won- well, she won the French.
2: Know, yeah. I'm talking so, Barty. Uh, Barty. Barty, well, yeah, yeah, it. yeah. So, Barty's got
4: all around, all around, totally big all around. People. Yeah, yeah. She has that.
2: options. If it's something if she loses the first set, she can like kind of reassess yeah. and, and yeah. try something different. So you know, I think it's interesting. But on the men's side, three winners. We'll see what happens in Rome. Djokovic is playing this week. Fed doesn't play till next week in Geneva. Um, mm-hmm. So you know. Multiple winners. We can talk some of the odds going into the French. What do you guys think? Do you guys think is Rafa another auto pick? Do you just lock him in because every year it's what
4: are the odds on? Pretty, pretty much the same. I mean, I, yeah. If you want
2: Rafa, he's pretty much even money, plus one ten.
4: Yeah, I mean, well, he's you getting know, older. Listen,
3: yeah, <laughs> and 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 going into a Grand Slam, you never know what can happen. It's a two-week tournament. Yeah, it's you're playing on the heavy clay. Uh, you're going to be grinding, running down a lot of balls. You know, a lot of things can happen there. Uh, seven matches to win it. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, what's he wanted? 13, Thirteen, I think, hundred and thirty times, <laughs> something like that in a row. Yeah. You know, but but I mean, it's you know that's that's a, a record that certainly won't be broken. Yeah. But you know, it is you know, th- things can happen, uh, and and you know, not not that he's lost confidence because he did win in Barcelona, but be interesting to see what happens in Rome, and then and then going into the French, and you know, the first couple of rounds there, you know, I think for somebody like that, he'd be looking to. Uh, kind of break his way into the tournament. I mean, they're not going to throw yeah. him a zero in the first round. <laughs> no. you, you know, yeah. so, uh, you know, he'll uh, work his way into the tournament. You know, uh, that... That he that he's not going to go in there expecting that, but he's but he's going to go and and say that you know I I hope I hope that that, <laughs> that I can I can work my way into this tournament a little bit so that you know I can i, I played a lot he's played four tournaments leading up to the French Great. you yep. know that,
4: yeah but yeah, he's you know, tired <laughs> yeah I mean you know
3: I, I don't think I ever played four tournaments in a row in my life no I don't really, well. uh,
2: he'll you know, take next week off though he won't yeah. play the
4: actual week before I think he's got one issue I mean yeah. I think he's better he'll beat Djokovic. I think because Djokovic hasn't been playing enough. Uh, I think the real uh, the problem is if he has to play Zarev and uh, Tips Tipsy. How do you say uh, that? If yeah. He has to play both of them. I I, I don't like it. Yeah, I if mean, we'll plus one of them. Draw. He can beat them. Yeah, I don't have. But to you know, you know the one thing about I Rafa? think
2: there's one thing that makes a big difference though. Yeah. Three out of five. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a lot of yeah, the young right. guys are they can they can prove they can win it they can win masters 1000s well, you know they can you know, atp finals playing, playing three sets zarev, if, yep uh, yeah. but two out of three is in grand slam and like you said seven matches in two weeks
4: well if he's rested, at is yeah. a favorite against anybody but, yeah. but if he's not if he's played five beating you know beating zarev to play T- tiff might beat him yeah i mean so, he almost beats him anyway
2: I mean, he's it. only going to have to either play probably like Sits, you know, Sitsi and Joker, or you know, Zverev and Sitsi. You know, mm-hmm. he's probably only have to play like two of those three guys to win it all.
3: Yeah, you know, you know we, mean, we he might said, luck we into say like might be, We Better say that Joker. he might be tired, but you saw what happened in the final last year in in Paris when he when he yeah. went through Joker yeah. and you know in a heartbeat.
4: I think Joker <laughs> it, is out it, of shape right now. It's just something. It's not. He's not motivated. He looked
2: but, weird today in his match with Fritz. He got you know yelling at the umpire because right. of the rain. He always seems to be some thing going on with him. That <laughs> It's like not just the tennis.
3: The one thing I like about uh, Nadal is that the, he's only got one thing on his mind, though. <laughs> winning. That's winning. Yeah. Winning. You yeah. know, tennis, winning. Yeah. More. More. And you never, right. and <laughs> you're exactly. he's never greedy. Gonna, well, that's which is good. That's good. Greedy is yeah. good. He's not going to beat but, himself. Yeah, ever. Some, no. some of those yeah. other guys, they might, you know, they kind of, you know, might let their mind wander a little bit. They're involved in this or want to do that or meet this person or, you know, whatever. I mean, there's so many distractions out there. You know that. And totally. It, and uh, but uh, you know for for Rafa you know and, and that's you know that, that's to to his credit I mean there's you know to you know to, to be able to keep all that other stuff away from him as, as much as he can you know that's that's pretty good.
2: So Joker you said two twenty 220 plus two twenty five team four to one, then there's a big drop Medvedev sixteen to one, has never won a French Open yeah. match. Yeah. It's Going to be tough to put any money on him. Yeah. Uh, fed Fed sixteen to one, a little interesting.
4: No, not to me. I mean, uh, just <laughs> not to win.
2: Yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah. like Sitsi sixteen to one, Zverev twenty to one. Those are mm. decent. Rublev's been pretty hot, thirty three yeah. to one. No chance. Schwartzman thirty three to one. How about this one? Sinner fifty to one. Oh, plays Nadal tomorrow in Rome. Tough second round for both guys.
3: Oh, they played each
2: other a week or two ago, and Nadal got him. Oh no no! I'm sorry. Djokovic played him a couple weeks
3: ago. I'd like to I'd, I'd like to see how that match, uh, how he plays against Nadal uh, be, before I would. But fifty to one that that seems some pretty good value. Yeah. You know for, for him and that, and uh, his yeah. results over yeah. the past couple of weeks yeah. ha- hasn't been that bad either, has
4: it? Yeah. Now, that's center, a kid so. you could improve. Yeah, you could I take mean, that guy. He's, guy's he's game got a lot of high Make him up thirty percent.
2: Baratini sixty six to one.
4: He's got a hell of a game. I mean, he's pretty good
2: on clay. He's, he's, no, he's won tournaments he's on all three surfaces. I like his game personally.
4: Yeah. Um, I think he's the, I would put him, I would go, you got Nadal, then you've got Zarev Evertip, they're the same, and then you've got Djokovic and Berrettini in my mind mm-hmm. as the top.
2: But when you really look at this, I mean, it's, I think it's hard to not take Nadal.
4: But Bertini on really slow. Yeah. Clay's different, though. You're right, like on French.
2: He needs that, that out. He needs like, that for that his serve. serve. That's the quick. He's, he's, got,
4: the quickness he's got a great and... forehand.
2: Oh, his forehand's ridiculous. Yeah. But his backhand, you know, it's, if he goes up to somebody who also has a good ba- has a good backhand, they get into those rallies. It's, it's Somebody tough.
4: who can return his serve.
2: Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But what do you think? I want to ask you guys' take on this. RG got pushed back a week because, you know, the French do what they want to do.
3: <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Don't. But they've done that for a long time.
2: Right. Yeah, so yeah. last year they moved it back four months or whatever it was. This year they moved it back a week. Right. So instead of having three weeks of grass leading into uh, Wimbledon, there's only two. Thoughts on that?
3: Uh, well, I mean, that's going back to the old days. Uh, you know, going, uh, you know, back in back when I was playing, you'd play the the French, and then you go and right away was Queens, and then a week off, and then and then Wimbledon. That's the way it was. So they they spread it out a little bit, but it, you know, over the past, but not but not this year. Yeah. So, uh, listen, I, I, liked, uh, I liked to go and play Queens back in the day because I, I had the next week off. Right. Uh, I also wasn't in the finals of the French. You mm-hmm. know, I was in the semis a number of times, and, and
4: uh, yeah, whatever. Or you, or, you, or you didn't play it. Or <laughs> yeah. they, they, they kept him out of the French, you know? Oh, yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah.
2: well Damn yeah. team tennis. Yeah. Yeah. Might have had a grand slam this is funny yeah, now looking right. back on you know knowing what team tennis has, has been and what it became that the French would ever think it was like a threat you know and that he was held out because he played a couple of matches at team tennis you know was, yeah, was, I think it was
4: the entire ATP that wasn't it was everybody well yeah, uh, yeah but yeah. I mean you know right. but
3: for me I mean that kept me from winning the Grand Slam no, I, I won the Australian and, yeah. and yeah, had a shot and had a, had a shot yeah at, at the you know to play the French and then I won one in the US Open after that but Hey, uh, listen, a chance at immortality, <laughs> what, what can you say? <laughs> I
2: still think you're doing okay. Yeah, yeah. No, not com-
3: not complaining.
2: Well, what do you think, though? So uh, I always think that grass has been, c- kind of gets gypped, you know? Like, I think it's cool surface. I mean, I know what you said yeah. has been changed over the years, but still, like, visually, it's a totally, still different. You know, you're yeah. still getting way lower bounces and net play and serve yeah. is rewarded, yeah. you know? Um, and so I always feel like the fact that there's only a couple weeks and then Wimbledon that that's it that's the whole like that's what the, well, the they should
4: make queens a bigger tournament than if they want to do that yeah, yeah. That, that's what i was going to yeah. ask you
2: take there's talk that maybe they want to make or start a new tournament or make queens or holla maybe a masters 1000 event people love queens uh, love to go to. yeah the that's going to be so. a fight
3: uh, to see which one becomes to a queens. masters 1000 yeah <laughs> oh, well, well you're in london and yeah. and uh, you're you got your surroundings yeah. and and uh, you don't have to get up and move. And even though, you know, is not that far. Yeah. I mean, I, I played Holla and you went with we me. We went, 95. Was, which was a which was a great event back then. You mm-hmm. know, just think what it there, would yeah. be now.
2: But well, That's but, the only thing about making the case for Holla is like, think about it. Are there any other grass courts 20 or 15,000 seat stadiums in the no, world no. right, yeah. so it's kind of crazy that that they have that great and,
3: and that had a roof before a roof was yeah was oh, in so
2: that obviously it, oh, i remember know, going there yeah. 95 we practiced on the outer courts with richie rennenberg
3: god you remember do remember a, that? you do have a memory yeah. that's right that's yeah. a good memory you were you were just uh i don't know how old let say 95 14 14 14. Yeah. yeah
4: richie's a big wall street uh i think hedge fund manager
3: is he uh,
2: yeah Hit us up. We need some pics. Yeah, yeah, it's been brutal. <laughs> Call them up. <laughs> um, and what else? Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, this is a funny just story about that. I remember we fl- we flew there. I can't remember where we flew into, but um, we didn't want to drive. They didn't want us to drive, so they sent a helicopter. To you know, we yeah. uh, we landed, went through customs, got our bags, right. and then we, they loaded us in this in this helicopter. And we're like, wow, cool, you know. So we take off, and we're flying to Hala. And, you know, the guy's pointing out stuff. Hey, this is the Rhine and this is, you know, this and, and all this stuff. And we're like, cool, you know, we leave the, the headphones on and it's, you know, <laughs> and the guy's like leaning over and he's like leaning across me and he's pointing stuff out. Like, look down here. This is a sheep farm and this is that. And, you know, and I'm like, cool. And, and like I turn to my right to like, you know, his side and look out his window. And there's like this mini little Prop plane.
3: Oh, I remember that.
2: Headed. That's right. right. at us.
3: Holy shit!
2: <laughs> <laughs> like not far away. Yeah. That and it was almost and, a walkover. And we're like, <laughs> "Hey, over there!" You know, and we like point, and he just goes like, "Oh," and just takes the the stick and goes like pulls <laughs> us up and away from this other plane. So I always thought that was a a funny story. Helicopters are dangerous. (laughs) Yeah, basically.
3: we we were lucky. we were lucky we made it. Dodged uh, one there.
2: And then on the way back, they didn't want to give us a helicopter after you played. And they'd gotten what they needed. (laughs) (laughs) A car for you now. Uh, So we took a a car on the Autobahn back. Remember, we were going to fly out the next morning. And we're going like 110 or whatever. This guy's driver's like flying on the Autobahn. Boom. Blow a tire. Oh shit yeah. all of a sudden all, right. you know, like, and then all of a sudden we're on the side of the road uh, and so I was like wow this is like kind of a yeah. risky trip yeah. here yeah.
3: <laughs> they didn't invite us back either yeah. did they no
2: <laughs> but yeah I think uh, I, I mean I think it'd be cool to have more grass court yeah.
3: well you know I, I, I can only respond to you know to when I was playing because back when, when I was playing uh, they had the leading up the tournaments leading up to Wimbledon then they had Wimbledon then we'd come back uh, uh, in the United States, in play, and then also the U.S. Open was on grass at the beginning.
2: Yeah, four of your slams are grass.
4: Yeah, right? and they were on yeah. terrible grass. I mean, we're talking the ball doesn't bounce. Do yeah, you feel
2: like you'd be better? Today on this grass, because it kind of seems like it favors uh, rallies, and you know, uh, people who can keep the ball in play. You know, like it's not like bang, 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 quick so much.
3: Well, I, I go back and 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 I look and and I see Borg, you know, with the way the ball bounces, won five Wimbledon's in a row, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and he beat some pretty damn good players in the final. Oh yeah, uh, you know, so <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, and and uh, you know, with with those bounces, so you know, how do you think he would have done too? Yeah, you know, yeah. with the, with the way the ball bounces now and and uh, uh the uh, the difference of the ball and all that, so uh, you know what would, would it would have it have been nice to to have had that little extra second to you know to be able to step in and hit the ball a little bit earlier, yeah, but would the ball have gone through the court as much I don't know I don't maybe yeah, not
4: maybe it not. doesn't, doesn't go through it the court it doesn't more. go through the court anymore, and the balls fuzz up after depending on the surface like that, that one that Palm springs tournament uh, that uh, what's the Oracle, the owner, Indian Wells, but Larry Ellison, mm-hmm. they've put that court eats the ball up and the ball fluffs up on you.
3: Yeah, they put so much sand. I guess so the ball the court, does right?
4: not go through. It does the opposite. Really, It just sits there, huh. like a kind of like a softer ball that you hit, and it's spongy. And I don't know. So, so maybe that's
3: that's why they've taken away the aggressiveness.
4: In a way, they have. You know, in my of, of,
3: of the game. You know, by by allowing that, you yeah. know, the ball gets so big that you know it's. Uh, it's it's easier to run down the the equipment and and everything they have allows them to to be run three and four and five feet outside the court and still whip yeah you know with such power and, and precision mm-hmm. you know at the same time so maybe you know maybe that's been a yeah that's you know, the game that we've had guys reasons. like
4: us I mean I don't I'm saying Jimmy I don't know I can't speak for him yeah but we don't have that game and uh, this guy watch tipsy. He was, he's got this, he's kind of a hybrid. He's got the topspin and he's got the thing, totally. the attack. I was watching the points and he's f- doing that thing that Nadal does where the ball goes in and, and then he falls in. Dips. And he's yeah. doing that oh, on clay. Yeah. And whereas his game looks orthodox, but he can do both. Yeah. So that's the game, that component, nobody that played in our era had yeah. because the rackets wouldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't even have come, those grips and stuff. You'd break your arm trying to do that. Yeah. Yeah. but no. So is that harder to do than it short angling a ball, you know, and drop shotting like the other guys and drop balling and yeah. balling better? These guys can't volley, most of them, not all of them.
2: I think it's, it's tough. It's like, it's almost lame to try and compare yeah. because but, like the people who played in the different eras, like their games evolved and grew up with what the stuff you know, the equipment was right. at the time and the right. balls and all that stuff. So like when they're like, well, you know, what would you Connors play against Fed now or whatever? well, if you guys played at the same time, your guys' games would have evolved differently. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you would have been able to have a bigger serve if you played with those big rackets from a, as a kid. Till that, like, you well, think? Well, you know no, what I mean. no, no, no. A lot of its Aww. size, though. If a guy like
4: that is arcing that ball back on you on the baseline and, and he's able to do that off a good shot, and it's a defensive shot, yeah, and you're not 6'3", that ball, that's going to hurt you if you're on the baseline and that ball bounces in because you're going to be up here. I'm so just that, saying, yeah, like, it almost yeah. like
2: when you learned, you almost didn't. You, a lot of people almost just put the ball in play. You would almost you just spin it in play to start the point a little bit. You know, like, it yeah. wasn't looked at as, like, this is the biggest weapon in the game. Serve well. You know? Right. Where, like, now it is. You know, like, we'll look at Wimbledon, how, like, the, that's why they changed it, is because it became so fucking unwatchable. You know, like Man. this boom, boom, and by the second out. week, the grass is trash, well, and there's no Samp- bounce. You had
4: Sampras, who, you know, were the greatest servers of all time. Yeah. Even like those. I
2: mean, you know, great players and everything, but just the to watch it is not... Yeah.
4: Well, you didn't have, but it's who the matchup is. If you have Sampras playing uh, guys returning, mm-hmm. it's going to be a great match. Yeah. If you, if you have a guy who can't return, it's going to be boring. <laughs> now, if you have two guys that just belt the ball from five feet behind the baseline and run side to side, that's boring. So you've gone too far the other way. That's all I'm saying. We, maybe it was too far with, you know, Sampras came up. Uh, you didn't have, like, Jimbo playing Borg and Makaro, guys that kind of did everything. Mm-hmm. Sampras could do everything, but he was just so good at serving big and yeah. and so fast and had a huge forehand that he Great didn't hands. need to do. He didn't need to hit three ball, five balls. Yeah. So... So, but then the other hand, you have these guys that are rallying like it's a workout, five, seven cross court backhands, five cross court forehands, six blah well, mm-hmm.
2: blah like almost uh, like it's
4: a drill. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So right. I, it's a, you know you need in between. So well, we
3: talked we talked about you know a, a lot of those playing the uh, the, the French. Uh, what about Americans? We don't have don't have any Americans up there. They're even talking about do we?
4: I think that's because for the well, men. Think about for the men, right? Yeah. So LA. Southern Cow was the he- center when we, everything was fast courts, grass courts, and then clay in Europe, right? In summer, <laughs> some clay in the United States. I think it's almost the reverse. The clay's, the cement's been slowed. So, so there's no advantage to growing up on cement courts. It's a disadvantage. So you took out the western part of the United States out of tennis, basically. You've got to be in Florida. Right, or, yeah. And you've got to be playing in Florida. And then still you're playing on a different type of clay. In a way yeah mm-hmm. it's, not the same. it's not the same and so I think that's one of the reasons and I think the other reason is the, um, the system here where you have um, pros that aren't really they're coaching the kids they're not really supported by the USTA. the USTA takes the kid to their hundred court complex and gives him a new coach maybe tells him changes his game. they got to make it more fun for the kids in the United States to play you're up there on teams they play other clubs first and then if they get really good they go they play for their federation against another federation. i mean everything's a team they get all these perks yeah uh, i don't know kind of what's really going on now in junior tennis here but it just seems like at least in the east coast they they got they're not making it fun enough for these young kids
2: Yeah. no no american men in the top 30 yeah. since Time began. No, just since that's the ranking system <laughs> began.
3: Well, that's that's it used about to be the time, reverse, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, mean it's it, it's interesting. I guess uh, the the top American uh, that would be Taylor Fritz. Fritz. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, he's he, like
2: thirty, some thirty-one, maybe or thirty. Right. Yeah.
3: Uh, yeah. Isner was was the top American for a while, and and you know his. Uh, his results haven't been Sam Query hasn't, uh, his results are, you know, haven't been up to standard so you know so you you have uh, who, who's the young kid coming up uh, uh, Corda
4: oh, he's uh, got he a big Sebastian I watched Corda. him I saw him play in Del Rey yeah. he's got a, a tremendous talent um, you know he's also he's six three or 4 yeah, he's a big kid a big, big, big serving moves Can, pretty good though moves, for a big kid moves very well can serve and volley, can can approach with the backhand. Forehand, he's a little slappy, but it's big. So, I mean, if you play him high in that rally game that they do, he's – He's built, he's built for
3: that. Yeah, but he's he's young. He's what? Yeah, seventeen, 18? Yeah. You know, eighteen. Yeah, so, I think yeah, he's got so a lot of improving so to do. He's got some improving to do, yeah. and, and but it seems like you know the 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 men seem to be struggling a bit, uh, you know, and and with nobody in the top thirty, but the women are crushing it. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know. So yeah, you know, two it,
2: players in the top ten. Right. But you know.
3: so so it makes what. what What's the difference? You know, wh- why are the women crushing it in two in the top ten? And, you know, you've got. Kennan. Kennan. You've got, uh, Kennen. Kennen, you got Serena, Serena still. You've got uh, Sloane Stevens. Keys. You've, Keys. Keys. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so
2: She's
4: got a great. I love her
3: game. So forward.
2: Allison Risk. I mean, you got got like just a, like a lot of depth. 16. Anna Samova. Goff. You know, yeah. like how's there's the future right yeah. there. We've been talking Kenan. about her
3: for two years already. Almost forget about yeah. her, and she's what 16, 17 What's now. She ranked oh, in the world.
2: Brady, you know, yeah. Brady yeah. made the semis and yeah. the finals the last two slams. You know, uh, Shelby Rogers is forty three. I mean, there's this like there's sixteen American women in the top one hundred. Right. There's ten men, so it's not like it's you know we're struggling to have anybody, but yeah. it's just our guys don't start till thirty one. Right. right. You know.
1: Yeah.
2: And so it's like it seems like you know. Uh, Query and Stevie Johnson and uh, Sangren and Isner, you know, they're kind of on the second part of their career. So get
3: older, right?
2: You know, yep. and as far as the guys coming up, it seems to be Fritz, Fritz and Corda. Well, yeah. a uh, Tiafoe, but he seems to have hit a wall the last couple of years with his shaking
4: forehand. Yeah, yeah. He's got,
2: he's kind of a weird grip and yeah. he's a nice kid. He's, you know, really athletic and fast. Well, he's and, a great athlete. Yeah. yeah. But, um, I don't know. It he seemed to like kind of hit a wall at like, you know, we're, let's, let's see where he's at. But well, what do you think? I mean, I, I stand by that. The reason the women are so much better, you know, quote unquote better than the men is that. The, the American talent for men, athletes, men's athletics right. it gets spread thinner maybe because uh. there's so much money to be made and you know uh, scholarships to be had playing so many different sports whereas with the women there's you know Less scholarships because there's always more for men, and then there's less money to be made playing, you know,
4: WNBA or soccer mm-hmm. right. or so like hockey. But tremendous you know. athletes aren't playing tennis on men's. Maybe that's what's happening. I mean, look at they got Corda. He's six four, six five, but you don't have a lot of fast. Fritz is a great, a hell of a tennis player. I don't think he's as athletic as Corda. So you could argue that there must be, you know, a, a numerous other great athletes that aren't playing tennis that are playing basketball they're playing football mm-hmm.
2: you know? that's what i think yeah. and i think but, yeah. if if you have talent you're an athlete and you're a woman you know like you get funneled or channeled into golf and into tennis because it's like look you know yeah money for one for sure but also just even like education you know a job or you get into like a sport and then you know become a trainer you become something affiliated with the sport there's so much money in these two sports that like Uh they suck up all the like you know female talent in in the country in the world really you know like look at asia how many amazing golfers you know come from asia and then you talk about corda corda's two sisters are like top
3: Top 10. Top 10 golfers,
2: in golfers in the world. Uh, yeah. right fantastic. <laughs> Two top 10 golfers and a top 40 tennis player. It's like, how's
4: that family doing? <laughs> yeah. hey, and it's busy. also, individual sports don't attract as many, at least in the United States, it's not as fun. <laughs> it's They don't make it like a great, it's not, it, you go on a team, these kids celebrate, and the band, went, you know, they're 12 years old, they're all parting afterwards. The great, cons, you know, uh, camaraderie. Tennis, the you know, the parents are yelling at them. The parents are ready to, getting fights on the sidelines with each other it's an isolated thing i mean it's a different and it's an expensive yeah, but, sport yeah, expensive. but also playing yeah. an
3: individual sport yeah. is is that's all on you yeah you know uh, so there are uh, that's a certain group of people and, and, not and athletes everybody. yeah yes that's not for everybody right you know a lot of guys like to 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 be covered
4: or blend in or, or blend
3: right blend in is and a excel for a
4: moment and they can't have to you don't have to excel all the time right <laughs> Or uh, you can pick when you want to excel, or whatever.
2: But the weird part to me is that the way tennis is is that, especially in the U.S., all you have to be is the top two or three American, you know, tennis player, or even top five, and you get to say, "I'm I'm the top five in my sport in the world from this country." All right, you know, we're like, how many great football players are from America? You know, there's like every pro, almost 80, 90% of the pro bowlers are probably American. Right, right. right. You know, there's tons of great NBA basketball players that are American. The top right. whatever out of blank are American. But like tennis, if you can just excel and be one of the top five You know, you become the shit to like advertisers. Like, I'm one of the top five players in the world. That's like having, uh, you know. uh, Oh, because of the market. Yeah. Like, you know, like uh, LeBron is like, let's say one, you know, Mm -hmm. in the world. So that's uh, the number one tennis, uh, number one American. So then, like, the fifth guy would be. The equivalent of like, I don't know who's the fifth best player, like Dwayne Wade right. or like somebody who's great, you know, mm-hmm. the, in, in basketball terms, the fifth guy is great, Not good, but he's making a fortune though, where on, in on tennis, <laughs> if you can be a top five or 10 American, you're going to make a pretty good career because you'll get sponsors because you're American and like the American companies are going to want to sponsor an American kid and that kind of stuff. So I always,
3: yeah, but you're also also competing against so many other sports and so many other players for every job. You know, yeah, you, yeah. you you talked about you know, endorsements and things. You know, yeah. you know, you're 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 up against basketball, baseball, football. You know, tennis, golf. You know, you're you're fighting against so many. But but let's say Masuyama, mm-hmm. you know, just won the Masters. Yeah, uh, you know, he's he, he created a new number. Uh, you know, oh, they our, said that
2: could be worth a billion you, dollars.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but but if if he did that over here. No, yeah. it'd be different because he's, 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 he's jumping up against so many other great athletes and everything. But, but over there, it's a, uh, it's a one of a kind. It's a, it's a, uh, I mean, I, I think he's the first uh, Japanese player to, to win a major. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, where's that put him?
2: Yeah. You right. know, legend in, in, in status a d- forever legend. now. Yeah. After one. Yeah. Well, somebody's got to be the first.
3: Yeah. But, but, but only after one grand slam, I mean, yeah. and, and they're saying that already. You know, not that he's not going to win more. I hope he does. I like him. Well, I like, one him.
2: is more important than if he won the next 10. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's it got, one. Got
3: him started. One it's
2: he's that guy forever. Right. So now right. every kid's going to be like Matsuyama. Right. You know, like, why'd you why'd you start playing Matsuyama? Saw right. So Matsuyama wear the green jacket, you know? And that'll, like, spark a generation of kids that are going to get into the game hmm You know, so you'd almost you almost want to be first more than like get two or three. Because yeah. you know it's, it becomes immortalized. Yeah,
3: you're right. Number one is is the best. You're right. Yeah. And and, and I, you know I I I like watching him play. You know I work uh, not work at it, but I try to get better at my golf game. And watching him swing, you know, is is good for me because he swings so slow.
2: Mm-hmm. You know. And, you know he used to have that little hesitation at the top.
3: Yeah. Remember that. That. Uh, and and I like that because I could I could actually see. You know, and you know, as opposed to you know, the, a lot of the other players, they swing so fast. I mean, if you blink, you missed it. But mm-hmm. you know, I could, I could catch him, and and uh, I, I was happy they won, and and uh, because it it created more interest and and more uh, excitement for for golf, which is, uh, which I like to see. And then the other thing in golf, I he like seems to, like a nice guy. Yeah, he's he does. cool. And and the other thing I like to see is Spieth, mm-hmm. Uh Jordan Spieth, who who uh, had such a run like, three, four, five years ago, and then fell upon hard times. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, you know, uh, and, and I'm saying with the utmost humility, I mean, they, they wrote me off um, in, in 78, 79, when I didn't win a Grand Slam for three years. And, and it's easy to take a guy who has been on top, falls upon hard times, and say, next, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, next. And, and that he's, he stayed in there, whether he changed his game, he changed his attitude, whatever, he came back and, and has had one, one hell of a year. Yeah. A number, uh, uh, three or four seconds in any one tournament. Mm-hmm. And, and to see somebody like that fight through uh, uh, the bad times, you know, I, I, I wish him nothing but success, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to, to have come out of that. I mean, there's a lot of other guys who've, who, who probably did it also. And, and I'm not, yeah, I'm not just, saying that. He's just the, the, the latest.
2: Interesting to see someone come and burn so bright the thing that pops in my head is uh, a little bit like Duvall you know he maybe right. wasn't around as long as Duvall but Duvall came on the scene had those like couple years I mean remember he shot like 59 59
3: in Palm Springs <laughs> on a That's Sunday
2: it. to win it right. not just some like oh I was at the back of the field you know 59 Ooh. he won it with right. the 59 you know he won the British he won in, like two or three tournaments he won like three tournaments in a row one year which is a lot in golf it's hard to win back to back um, and then he kind of fell off, but never had the total comeback that hopefully Spieth can have. Because mm-hmm. I like him too. Yeah. One thing, you said you work on your game a little bit. I, well, work is a wrong word. Did you hear that, Spencer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you hear what happened a couple weeks ago with this guy?
4: I know. I made clean out the entire club there. 11th. <laughs> uh, whoa.
2: Hole in one.
4: Elev- wow. I, I did. 11? That's good. It's disgusting. <laughs> That's fantastic. Now,
3: it was uh, talk us through it. Well, <laughs> l- let me give it to you. We pulled up to the ninth.
2: Where were you playing? We
3: we were playing Glen Annie, uh, uh, a course in Santa Barbara. Okay, 175 yards, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. I wind forget, any wind? Uh, just uh, just a slight little breeze, you know. But uh, yeah, in just, your face? No, at your just back? just a little right to left down. Okay, and. Uh, so I, I I I just I I pulled I just got this new set of clubs.
2: Where'd you get? <laughs> got to give us some details. All right, I, I, <laughs> I
3: got the new Mavericks, okay. and 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 they're hot. You like them? And yes, I do. And and uh, and, and so I, I pulled pulled out my club and uh, and I, I stepped up there and I just said, you know, I, I had a kind of a rough hole the the one before, and I said I'm just going to get up there and 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 think what I've been doing and trying to to improve on. And, and I, I hit it and I striped it, and, and our buddy Jerry. Uh, What'd by, you hit? I, I hit an eight iron. Eight iron. And, and my buddy, our buddy, Jerry says, he says, that's going to be close. That's a hole in one. That's You know, like that. And I bent down and, and I picked.
2: Wait, wait, wait. He said it's going to be a said, hole in one. He that's going to be close. Jerry Fall, yeah. the ultimate cooler. The cooler. Of all time I, coolers. Yeah.
3: I, I said. That so, so, usually
2: means it's going to bounce out of the hole. That's what I out thought. Out of bounds. I,
3: I thought it was going to go over, in the, water. The, over the green. I had a little down, <laughs> downwind. So the, the, we're playing a fivesome. Uh, and uh, we, we pull up, and there's only, there's only four balls around close on the green and around mm-hmm. the green. So I said, Ah, oh, Christ. So I went back, and I got my wedges. I thought I'd gone over. Yeah. So I went back and got my wedges, and, and uh, Jerry walks by the hole, and he says— What's down there? <laughs> I, go, I go. Oh my God! I didn't see it. You know, cause you didn't I, get to see it I, go in. No, oh. I I, I bent down to, uh, yeah. to pick up the tee and and uh, and kind of move on and and yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty exciting. I will say. And 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 yeah. I, you know, I, I've had eleven. I, I don't 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 get me wrong. I am a bad golfer, you know. But I I love trying to get better. But it just goes to show. I mean, I I know there's there's guys out there. It,
2: I mean, 11's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I, I saw, just to get in here, I saw a uh, clip, I don't know when it was, over the last, in the last year, of John Daly. And he's, he, John Daly's playing through some guys at some course. And he, John Daly plays like barefoot. And, you know, he's, like, he's, he's a legend. And the guys are letting him play through, so they're filming him. Hits it, you know, he's like, okay, thanks. Kind of the same thing goes to pick it up. And then they're like, oh, oh it's in the hall, you know, in the hall. So they, you know, everyone's going crazy. And someone goes, how many is that, John? 11. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and that's John Daly. Yeah. You know, John yeah. Daly's probably played a few rounds of golf. Yeah, He's pretty good sure. at it. So uh, uh, I, I'd,
3: uh, s- I'd say that puts me in some damn good company. That's pretty uh, good right, right there. Uh,
2: I've only that. seen you do one. I've never had one. Have you had one, Spence? No, no. So, yeah, maybe you could... Let us borrow one yeah. or, or two. So, what do you do? You you have everyone sign the ball. I do, and then do you keep them in a special place? I,
3: I do. I have them. I have them in a, in, in my uh, Wimbledon doubles trophy. Oh. I kind oh. of kind of stack them With up. Uncle around. Nasty. Well, yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, and, and I, I put the date on it, and uh, and it's it's pretty exciting. It was it was you know you think that oh okay, but you don't know how rare that is. You know, well, yeah, it, that's the thing is it, it, how many
2: times have you just holed out from like 150 from a fairway? Not often. Once. Less than like five probably, oh, right? Oh, once. I, yeah.
3: I know, just one time. Whoa. Which
2: which makes it like more ridiculous. You know, like you're yeah. not holding out you know yeah, once in a while making yeah. a hole in one oh, once right. in a while you have 11 hole in ones yeah, and one or two hole outs yeah it
3: was uh, you know it, it goes to show <laughs> i that, hate you
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> christ but but it, it's it, it's so exciting every time yeah you know that that's the key i mean when when i went to pick that up i you know i, I didn't even get it out of the hole and i said where's the pen and, you know come on sign it you know yeah. and and uh to, to get it and, uh, and then I went home and I put it in my uh, on my little trophy case pretty cool
2: that's great one problem though five some <laughs> holding one negated yeah. sorry
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: just kidding we'll let it slide uh, um, alright well, I can see Spencer's getting a little antsy we'll yeah. get wrapped up here uh-huh. but Spence I want to talk to you yeah. you've made uh-huh. your career in the financial world Talk to me about, like, everything that's gone on okay. with the crypto and the GameStop and all that stuff. Talk to me about that oh. and talk to me a little bit about, like, you know, okay. your work and everything.
4: Well, I'm more in the private equity kind of venture capital. I, when I, I was a lawyer in L.A. and uh, a tennis enthusiast named Ted who who is the sponsor of the Huggy Bear. I don't know if you remember him. He's passed away now, but he was also a famous financier. He loved tennis, and he gave me a shot to go to New York when I was already in my 40s. And I was an entertainment, i was been an entertainment lawyer, I was in real estate development, I was like the guy who didn't really like any of his jobs. <laughs> so I ended up uh, going to New York and uh, getting into the place I could really only get into which was early stage companies, the hardest to finance and the most risk. And I was very lucky in that, but I learned a lot. But, uh, but you know, so, uh, but in terms of the crypto, because I was around technology a lot, and not, not an expert on technology, but I was around how do you finance these companies and what kind of huge risks they have. And, and sort of get, I have a lot of experience with them in terms of how they build a company in, in technology. And crypto is, is, is like, it's almost another world. You're talking about well, it's the currency aspect, but the technology behind crypto is this enabling technology called uh, blockchain. Mm-hmm. And crypto, the currencies itself, I'm not an expert, I do know that what's happened is the younger people are looking at crypto like the older people used to look at gold. It's something that cannot be so um, inflated by the creation of more of it so easily. So they feel confident that this is – and because of the trading and the, and the secrecy and all that, they view it as an alternative currency which cannot be distorted by the government. Okay so the younger people are buying into that and so gold which was which is like that but actually there's a ton of gold in not just gold coins there's gold in people's houses and their jewelry but so you really it's not as finite but or it, they don't perceive it as being as finite as crypto so that's a large reason for younger people are buying it and holding it and looking at it as Money in the bank that can go up, and over time will be accepted. Each currency is different, but Mm -hmm. so that's and there's going to be a whole world of companies in blockchain that are going to explode in the next that are going to do well. Not currency plays, but things that are going to enable different things on tech. I'm in one deal called True Tickets, which is a I'm an investor in it. It basically enables on electronic tickets for the for the uh, venue you know the theater or to track the ticket all the way through and receive a commission and control that that for the ticket they know who the ticket is so in covid times you you know who sat two seats away at that seat and so and scalpers I mean, don't like that yeah, yeah they don't get to hate they don't them. like they, you dude not me i'm just an investor these guys are at <laughs> mit and super smart guys but so i got involved more in the side of financing these early stage companies and I'm proud to announce I got one of the most conservative investors in my last deal. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Connors, mean, huh? Mr. Connors, Mr. Connors. <laughs> uh, to
2: I, the moon. Let's go. Yeah, so
4: we're doing a crazy deal. Uh, not crazy in the sense that I never did biotech, but I, I got intri- intrigued by this because I thought I wouldn't get caught up in having to finance an entire biotech company. Uh, male pattern baldness. Um, which is very interesting. You lose your hair as you get older, 65% of all men. And when they lose their hair, they don't, if the hair is alive under the skin. The follicle doesn't grow anymore. Mm-hmm. Hair grows and falls out in a cycle. So now as you get older, testosterone blocks the signals at the base of your hair follicle, okay. and your hair doesn't regrow. So gradually thins and thins and thins, and then all of a sudden you're bald, depending on how bad you got it, right? Mm-hmm. This, science, this professor at UC Irvine, very famous guy in... Hair studying it, saw these moles on people that had all this hair. You know, you've seen like the wick I always think of the wicked witch of the West. Uh, mm-hmm. A little hair coming bunch out. A bunch of hair coming out, but like 20 hairs out of a little mole. <laughs> yeah. So he saw these studies on bald guys with big moles and tons of hair. He said, Well, what is in the mole that resists this testosterone uh, blocking the signal? He figured out what that was, and now we've basically. License that technology. We take mice that are special immune suppressed mice. We take human skin from the back of your head that has mm. hair follicle. And we are growing that hair in record time that shows that we're stimulating the growth. So now if we can patent it, which we don't know we can, or if we can, then uh, we're going to the next level. We, mm. we did it on. So we got very big proof of concept. And now we're going out to raise serious money. Uh, And and then I have a migraine, so I don't ever do startups anymore, I'm too old for that, but I found a company that was in distressed, which is a really venture company, um, has a device that uses the MRI pulse, which is a transmagnetic pulse, to quiet your brain and to prevent migraine. It's a huge problem, FDA approved device built by the guys who built the uh, Cypher stent for J&J. Mm-hmm. They spent $72 million perfecting this and had $20 of in debt, and they couldn't refinance the company. I got involved with the CEO, and we, we restarted it, and um, nice. that's a huge play because uh, it's basically a women's disease. 36 million people in America, I think about 70% are women, Ten, uh, t- a third of them have serious migraines. Like one, four or five a month. You have a migraine, you lose two days of work. Generally, mm. so we're there to prevent migraines. And um, Jimbo can give a lot of guys a migraine on the court. So I'm going to sell a lot.
2: I'm <laughs> <laughs> just trying to help the workforce, trying yeah. to get those people back to yeah, their jobs. Yeah, get job. back. But here's Draft I mean, back back to work. Work.
4: And Let me give you the good part. No side effects. Approved by the FDA for. What's the name? Is there a way inera, to invest? How do they invest? Uh, well, we haven't done that yet. It's it, um, it's gonna, We're going out with a private placement. Right now, you can go to the website. So when we took it over, they had no money. So we, we basically have slowly brought it back. We've redone the website only slightly. It's E-N-E-U-R-A. Um, and here's the big thing about it. No side effects at all. You can use it as much as you want. It communicates. They send you the device. They turn it on. And all of a sudden, your data is being transmitted to the cloud. So then... The doctor gets to see how many times you're using it. They send you a log once a month, you describe your progress with it. And unlike drugs, serious side effects, they don't know if you're using the drugs or the insurance companies don't. So our only hurdle is getting the insurance companies to pay for it now. And we're one third the cost of the major drugs that prevent migraine and we're about, uh, and we're no side effects as I've said a hundred times. So so I think we have a real shot on that one. So it gets me going, keeps me busy. Think
3: and I got to just say one thing: If uh, you know, I'm an investor, and, and working with him, it's time for him to get back to work. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, exactly. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we. I mean, the markets have been like tremendous, and I'm probably catching the tail end of it now. But for instance, this technology, transcranial magnetic pulse, that does the migraines, it's already out there in two public companies that do depression. So if you're depressed, you go to a shrink's office, they have a huge machine, it goes around your head and sends the same thing that we do, but we do it portable at home. But those companies are valued in the hundreds of millions and they're basically just getting going. So the, the, it's one of those kind of moonshot things. The market's so big mm-hmm. that if you, and we're already FDA approved. Yeah. So $72 million into the company before I got a hold of it for the next two uh Pockets. Hmm.
2: Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I have a, I have a stock that I like. It's uh, it deals with like, some of the stuff you're saying, yeah. depression yeah. and like addiction. It's called yeah. NM. Sorry, MNMD Mind Medicine. Okay, and just got put on the Nasdaq. It's like three bucks a share. It, but is it it's, a drug? It's a drug. Yeah, it's a it's a like a bio that's yeah. gonna start doing research they're already doing research but with like a psilocybin which is oh, like the, oh yeah. the drug in mushrooms right you know and uh, probably eventually like dmt and like these you know quote-unquote drugs that have been had like a negative connotation or been right. criminalized for so long they're going to hopefully open up the restrictions and let testing
4: yeah. you know
2: and then you know they're not going to use huge doses you know they're going to use small doses of the thing to, and it's supposed to help a lot with like depression yeah
4: i mean the addiction problem, that's it's fascinating it, it, it sounds great but the amount of money you have to spend on these trials oh, to, yeah. to show that it's safe first and then that it works second um, are so huge that generally you need these big partners. So, your real risk, you could have the greatest thing in the world, is that you can't raise enough money mm-hmm. to get through to the, all
2: the, to the all proof. The, yeah, And the FDA, so, all the hoops they make. Yeah, it so from.
4: I I'm never do biotech, but whereas the migraine's already proven that it works, whereas the hair thing, we have to prove it works, but hair is such a huge problem and it's never paid for by insurance. Mm-hmm. It, you know, if you lost your hair and you want it, you, people pay a ton for that. So we think that one of the big drug companies, if we get these things positioned right, would take it over and finish it. We we would never go have to go all the way with the yeah. through the FDA. But so every you have to have your strategy for these yeah. these companies. Uh, and I'm no scientist, but I, the one thing you've learned about COVID, it's science changes every day. Oh, one yeah. day they think, oh, it's four feet away. Next day, it's you know, it's just be in the room and uh, mask works. Mask, that's how science is. You never know. It's evolving as you do it, and so you're gambling your life when you, bet. Yeah. <laughs> if you bet a ton of money in these things, you can lose a ton very easily. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Just, yeah. I think the one interesting thing about the crypto is yeah. how that's kind of, that was the first thing we all, the first time we ever heard blockchain was yeah. with the crypto. But yeah. now that technology is like, you yeah. know, it's bleeding go, into everything, everything. Everything. Yeah. everything.
4: And the guys that lead in that. NFTs and all that stuff. Bez- there's going to be huge companies built in crypto. Yeah. You know, they're all, they're already there. They're just, you know, you're just hearing about them now.
2: Yeah, like Coinbase went yeah. public. You see that? I yeah. mean, like uh, the the rapper Nas, who's yeah. just one of the like greatest yeah. rappers from New York. Yeah. $500,000 investment, mm. 100 mil.
4: Found out 100 <laughs> mil, but did he get out? I mean, probably. I think <laughs> yeah. they made
2: the shares so you could, because the main dude sold, like the first two days or something. See, he that's amazing. Like so I the,
4: my big home run was a company called Next Level. And you had to wait. And, and it went to $22 billion market cap. We did the deal at a... Hundred, and uh, you, you had to wait six months of the lockup
2: after and it went public. Yeah,
4: and then everybody's selling. So generally, and what happens is all the tanks and tanks.
2: When, how he, he, long did he, you have he, to wait with Argosy?
3: I, yeah. I had one of those. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, 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 Argosy came out in uh, gaming it, company, which is uh, yeah, Riverboat Gaming Company back. Uh,
4: Perfect timing. Yeah, yeah, a real it good company. timing. it was great
3: timing. It was the first Riverboat, and you know when it came out, we you know we had a. a, 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 a a partner share that we could sell, but you know we had to hold for a number of time and you know our, our stock shot up to 3940 and you you know, we're just the, sitting there and, and the paper you know, money's and, fun yeah, yeah you know, but,
4: <laughs> but it's a real company it probably argues whereas most of these tech yeah. companies they don't have earnings it's just nothing right. like those my, those depression companies I'm telling you about yeah nothing so no, no and you got to buy so give you an example the business model and the depression mm-hmm. you got to buy a two hundred thousand dollar machine. And the shrink has to buy it and then you gotta go to the shrink's office and use that. Now mm-hmm. it costs the shrink a ton, yeah. right? Our thing, it's twelve hundred dollars. Portable. Portable. You'd mm-hmm. use it every day, much as you want. Is it, is and it you own? rent it for $350. Is it mm-hmm. only
3: good for migraine?
4: Yeah, we it's well, we've only proven with the FDA it's good for migraine, but it's common sense that if you, whatever you're whatever your the mechanism of migraine is very similar, fibromyalgia, epilepsy. It's the level you send this thing into the brain. So we're sending it in the back of the brain, mm-hmm. not tremendously deep, because you, you need a huge electric source. So the big machine is to send it, for depression, it's going way deep. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's uh, this, the future, like this, uh, what's his name? Uh, the Musk. Musk, he's involved a lot with the brain, but it's, he's on another level. He's trying to do way more ambitious things than this. MRI pulses are safe. Mm-hmm. He's doing stuff like he needs to put electrodes in your brain. He needs to put a chip in, right? Yeah, you know, there. I mean the
2: monkeys he's so testing he, on and shit. You seen yeah, that? He's got they a, play pong
4: with each other. Yeah, he's got that brain. kind of money. He can do that. <laughs> he can screw around with that. But he's a you know brilliant guy. But that's that's really ambitious. Yeah. Yeah.
2: All right, guys. We right. talked forever. It's yep. been fun. Was it's good. been fun. I'm glad to, glad to get you in town, Spence. Thank uh, you. Give my best to the fam. I will. Pops, any last words?
3: Yeah, you know, uh, follow us at Danage Connors. And, you know, get in touch with us on Twitter at, at Jimmy Connors and, and uh, follow Brett.
2: Yeah. Follow me at, at Brett underscore Connors, him at Jimmy Connors. You can follow us on Twitter at ADV Connors. Instagram at Advantage Connors. Good. All right, guys. It's been fun. Good being with you. Talk to you soon. And Spence, we'll get you on here Thanks again. Thanks a lot. Love fun. it, man. A lot of fun. Bye.